Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Back in a very, very happy mood, especially after this past Saturday. Notre Dame knocking off Clemson, which was pretty cool too because we actually did a, a live show and actually had King join us but um before we get into how all saturday went down where does notre dame go from here plus some nfl talk uh head over to staytunesports.net right hand side is our social media accounts facebook twitter now that i got the, the store merchandise um updated i'm going to try to start working on getting an instagram so you guys can follow us there as well because uh let's face of facebook and twitter's kind of again to like myspace area you know we need something new type type stuff going on for stay tuned sports but so yeah this past saturday i told you guys last week that we were going to do some type of live reaction thing for the Notre Dame game i didn't know if i was going to be tweeting it live or what but started off with me and my oldest um kicking off the show live uh, I think we only missed maybe the first five minutes, um, and that's when King came in, and you know it was it was pretty interesting to uh, be able to kind of do a play-by-play with a bar feel to it, you know, not not your typical commentary. But then we also had some we had a, a call in too. Um, Jeff Loader was able to call in, and he actually did win a free Stay Tuned Sports t-shirt that my uh, my wife uh, gave away. And very cool dude. Um, got to message him a little bit uh, the next day about the game and everything. And, you know, wanted to thank him for, for joining us. And he, he said to us that uh, he definitely became a Notre Dame fan because of us of watching our reactions and everything. But as far as the game itself, I mean, I couldn't be any more prouder than Notre Dame for hanging in there because honestly, when the Ian Book fumble happened going into the end zone, I really thought that's where the team was going to crumble. But they fought back very next drive. You know, Book drove right down the field, um, you know, passing it, running. The running game was awesome again. And that's, that's what I said um, on last week's show and even my oldest said, during the live show that it's going to come down to if Notre Dame could get that running game going and have the defense make enough plays to hold off Clemson. Now, 
for all you Clemson fans that are saying, oh, well, the, the outcome would have been different if it was Trevor Lawrence. I mean, maybe. But you can't take that away. You can't use that excuse for a hell of a game um, for both sides. And I'm saying that as a Notre Dame fan. I'm not bashing Clemson team. You know, I hate Dabo. Got out two penalties because he cried like a little bitch. But, uh, you know, it was very a very good game. Probably, as of right now, probably has to be game of the year. Double overtime, fourth ranked team versus a first ranked team. With Notre Dame pulling it off. And with that happening, bumped them up to number two over Ohio State, which me and King were, were kind of going back and forth. He really felt like the voters were going to keep us out of that number two spot and move us to number three and put Ohio State at number two. Now, if you guys remember from last weekend or last week, I couldn't see why they wouldn't put us at number two. And I was hoping to get some first place votes, but didn't think we would. And here we got at least three. You know, Alabama got the other 29 or 39, whatever it would be. Um, Alabama's number one right now. Ohio State's three. And then Clemson only drops a four, which I think is rightfully so. Ohio State played the Rutgers, okay? Um, so they're expected to, to blow them out. Notre Dame was not expected to win and beat Clemson. That's why they got moved to number two. Would the game have been different if Trevor Lawrence was in there? Maybe. You know, maybe there was one or two of those plays that may have not been field goals, may have turned into a touchdown. But we're, we're not playing the shoulda, coulda, woulda game today. But also, on the flip side, like I, I said to a few people, Trevor Lawrence doesn't play defense. He's not out there making the tackles, trying to get the sacks. He only plays offense. That defense needs to own up and admit that, you know, Notre Dame played better than us this time. Now, that does set up a potential ACC championship rematch or fight fight here if whatever however you want to say it because with Notre Dame winning this game and looking at the rest of their schedule they have Boston College this week and before I go through the schedule I mean Notre Dame doesn't necessarily have an easy schedule here you got Boston College who's five and three who barely lost to Clemson we have North Carolina after that who's five and two now Stanford just started back up uh, this past week, but they lost. But Stanford always kind of does give us a, a run for our money. And then we have the makeup game of Wake Forest at the end of the year, where they're four and two. So by no means is it a given that we're going to make the playoffs now because we have a cakewalk. But this Clemson game was our season, in my opinion. Because let's let's be honest, if we would have lost this game and let's just say we go and defeat it the rest of the way and we beat Clemson in the championship game they're still not going to last in there's no way but now sets up for a potential ACC championship battle hopefully because like I said Boston College gives us a hard time too sometimes 
Now, it's going to be interesting, because I was thinking about this today. Boston College's starting quarterback was our backup the past two years. So the whole familiarity with him towards us and us towards him, how is that going to play a role in this game? The one thing I will say that that I took away from the Clemson game, if we get pressure on him, he does seem to get nervous. So if we could get some pressure on him and and cause a few turnovers, we, we could win this game. And I did see... It's, it's funny how ESPN even wants to jump on the, the Notre Dame bandwagon now, too, because all year they had us at like 3% to make the playoffs. Um, every week they, they put out a video of five the top five teams to possibly make playoffs and the percentage that they'll, they'll be at. And we're always at 3%, and all of a sudden we beat Clemson. Now we're up to 36 or 47%, I think, and we're like third. So, again, yes, these teams we should beat, but they're not bad teams. They're not going to be cakewalks. Now, I do expect, let's say, if we do beat Boston College, I would actually honestly think that would hurt Clemson because Clemson barely beat them. And if we blow them out, how good is Clemson? Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be back um, this coming week. Or next game. I'm not sure if they play this week or not. But kudos to Ian Book. Like I said, he had that one bad play. A couple plays I I was yelling when he was under pressure or whatever. Don't do a Carson Wentz. Don't do a Carson Wentz. And he was smart. He threw the ball away. Come back on the next play. Get first down. That one uh, fumble that we had. Um... It was a handoff or whatever, and the Clemson running back didn't have a good handle on it. Our defensive lineman just look what I got basically and ran it back for a touchdown. So definitely a very historic game, very entertaining game. Um, and on top of that, the whole live podcast episode show, whatever you want to call it, was definitely fun. I may be doing those more often than not. Um, and hopefully we can have King and some other callers come in and kind of like a, you know, little bar hangout feel to it. Not necessarily just listen to me ramble. <laughs> so, um, next thing I kind of want to talk about is the Raiders were fined this past week for um, COVID violations. Now, they... Supposedly, this this was like their second time the NFL has found violations. So this time around, they were fined five hundred thousand dollars, stripped of a draft pick, and John Gruden was even fined one hundred fifty thousand for repeated violations. So last week, they had one of their players, their uh, I believe it was left tackle, um, test positive. And as they did the tracing steps, whatever you want to call it, they found out that the rest of the offensive lineman was in contact with him. So they had to put all of them on the COVID list, uh, exempt list, and had the game postponed to later in the afternoon or however they did it to give their players some time to 
test to see if they're negative, they were able to come off the list. My question is, why isn't Tennessee being take, having a draft pick taken away and fines? I mean, a couple weeks ago when the NFL came out and said that, you know, there, there was no... They didn't purposely break our, law, our rules or whatever for protocol, this and that. You had two Tennessee Titan players training together at a high school gym because the training facilities were closed. I just don't understand what, where the fairness is here. That that can't be any more blatant of a rule breaking than having two people at a high school training and Tennessee just getting a little slap on the burst. Now, some players there there were a few players that did get fined. Um, Darren Waller was fined 30,000 and nine teammates included Derek Carr got fined 15,000 for appearing at a charity event and mixing with the crowd. Now that, okay, you're mixing it with the crowd. Same thing as two Tennessee Titans going to train together. This is why Roger Goodell, I cannot wait till he retires. And hopefully, hopefully we get a more competent and fair commissioner when it comes to these fines and and whoever hands down the the laws. I don't think it's fair that that the Raiders had a draft pick taken away. Granted, it's a sixth round draft pick, but a lot of second day trades happen with fifth, sixth round draft picks. You know. Hopefully. This won't come up again, but I, I know the Eagles actually, right before we came on, had a staff member test positive on top of a player earlier in the week testing positive. So now they, I believe I saw that their facilities are being shut down for right now, and they're not sure what's going to happen um, with the, the Giants game when they come back from the bye. Now, right now, I believe it's a Sunday, most likely a Sunday afternoon game. I don't see them. If this was a Sunday or Monday night game, I see them flexing it because if the NFL saw that Dallas-Philly game, they'll be smart and, and move it out of the prime time and give someone else a, a better chance because, it, again, it's going to be a shit show. No one wants to win the NFC East. The Redskins are back to Alex Smith. Uh, Kyle Allen dislocate his ankle. If I was Alex Smith, I'd be like, you know what, uh, Coach Rivera, um, yeah, I'm going to retire now. That poor that poor club has such bad luck with quarterbacks. But I've been campaigning for Alex Smith for comeback player of the year since he started this whole journey back, and now that he's going to start the rest of the year. Hopefully he can stay healthy enough to, to finish the year. Then you got the the New York Giants, Daniel Jones. It's only his second year. But he, he's got to cut down on these turnovers. And then you got the Cowboys. Who, Jesus. I mean, they're going through a bye week now. Barely lost to the Steelers. And I'm, I'm going to go on a little Steelers rant here in a second. But barely lost to the Steelers. 
with a quarterback that played in the American Alliance Football League. Now, granted, he looked a lot better than the kid that played against Philly, but they already came out and said if Andy Dalton clears the COVID list and concussion protocol, all that stuff, he will be the starter when they come back from the bye, which I guess would be the right thing, but maybe Dalton may be on a, a short leash. Um, they're, they're only, what, a game and a half back from Philly. Washington, the Giants, and Dallas all have two wins. Philly has three wins, but one less loss because of the tie. As far as the Steelers, I am, I'm, I'm getting tired of, of hearing, yay, we're 8-0, yay, we're 8-0. Who did you play? Okay. Some of the Steelers fans out there are making it seem like they won this year's Super Bowl even before it was even played. You play in a division that has the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and a struggling Baltimore Ravens team. Obviously, the Bengals, you should get two wins there. The Browns, you should get two wins, but definitely split. And then split with the Ravens. So there's four games right there, okay? Then on top of that, you played only two winning teams up until this point. Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. Or Yeah. And, or I'm sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs played the Baltimore Ravens. Tennessee played Pittsburgh. They're the only teams, winning teams, that you played. The Browns, you got to, you know, cancel them out because the Ravens play them also. Kansas City's a lot better than Tennessee. And now Tennessee's on a, a downward spiral. It seems like losing the last two games. So who did you beat? The, next, the, the rest of the year that you have, you have two against the Bengals, one against the Ravens, one against the Bills, and then three or four other crappy teams that like the you know like the Jets or someone like that you know so really all you got left is the Ravens and the Bills going into the season you had the second easiest schedule so obviously with Big Ben coming back being healthy with Juju there the running game being back you guys should have been undefeated. You should have expected this. But some of these Steeler fans out there are so surprised by this. And if you... look at the rest, like I said, at the rest of the schedule, you're still going to have... One of, uh, I think right now, you have the eleventh uh, easiest easiest strength of schedule remaining. So uh, I mean, I, I hope like the Bengals, or if they play the Jets, upset them to bring these these Steeler fans back down to reality. Because I really, I'm not saying they're bad. 
Okay, let me, let me let me put that out there. I'm not saying they're bad at all. But I don't think they're great the way some people are making it sound. And during the, the, the live episode that we did Saturday during the Nordane game, um, the caller brought up who would you put in the AFC and the NFC for the Super Bowl right now? Not the Steelers. And I think King did bring up put the Steelers in there, but I wouldn't. At the time, I did say the Ravens, but the more I thought about it, at this point, why not the Bills? They're playing very good. They're very hot. I think they could beat the Steelers. I think they could beat Kansas City and keep up, you know, point for point with them. NFC. I said Green Bay, but then, you know, again, um, Jeff Louder, the, the caller, brought up what about Seattle? The way DK and Russell have that chemistry going, it's going to be tough to uh, to stop them. By the way, thank you, Harry Roseman, for skipping over DK. And yes, I know, past episodes with me and Shoulder, I defended JJ, he defended DK. I'll admit, he was right. But a Seattle-Buffalo Super Bowl, I, I don't think is out of the question. The Eagles aren't going to do anything. Um... The NFL competition committee finally passed the playoff scenario if there's games um, that are lost during the season, how they're going to do the playoff bracket, which, like we talked about last week, is eight teams from each conference will make the playoffs. But the, the, the Steelers, I... If they make the playoffs, and I mean, at 8-0, you better make the playoffs. Can't have that bad of a a collapse. But if they make the playoffs, I honestly could see them losing the first round. Now this week, Big Ben was announced earlier today. Big Ben is put up, was put on the, the COVID list because he was in close contact with one of the Steelers players that have been put on the COVID list as well. How big is that going to be for this you know, for this team. Can they get through it till he's off that list? If they could get through it without him playing, maybe I'll start feeling a little bit different, but you barely beat Dallas that had a fourth string quarterback you're playing. Even though it was nine points, you barely beat Philly. It took you guys the last five minutes of, to put us away. And you guys acted like you, you know, blew us out. Just not impressed with them yet. Maybe this week, uh, you know, it'll change. So before we go, it is time for our weekly blue picks. And here is your Blue Picks of the Week, brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. Yes, yeah, so 
our blue picks. I almost hit it last week with the Jets uh, going up against the, the Patriots, but blue picks are our blowout lock and upset picks. Blowouts are a team that gets blown out by nine points or more. Lock is obviously. Upset is when the underdogs are five and a half points or more and win. So, for my blowout pick this week, I mean, this one was kind of obvious when I saw it. I got the Packers, who are favored by 14, over the Jaguars. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are just on fire right now with each other. Devontae Adams coming out saying he's the number one receiver in the NFL. I don't believe that. So, top three? Yeah, maybe. But Jaguars are just terrible. You know, uh, I think they only got two wins. Um, one of those wins was when I picked them, but picked them again and ended up losing. Um, for my lock pick, I have the Bucks, who are favored by five over the Panthers. McCaffrey re-injured his, I believe it was a, a rib injury this past week. Um, Panthers don't have that many we weapons to keep up with the Bucks. Even though Antonio Brown didn't do much, I think he only had three, three or four catches. Eventually, Tom Brady and him are going to start clicking. Throw in there Gronkowski, who's starting to come on a little bit. Mike Evans, the, the team is just going to be on fire. And I just don't think the Panthers are going to have enough to keep up with them. So I see the, the, the Buccaneers winning easily this week against the Panthers. Then for my upset, <clears throat> excuse me, like I kind of left a little Easter egg, I guess, if you want to call it that earlier. I got the Bengals over the Steelers for the upset. Uh, Big Ben is out. A few other key um, offense players are out. Joe Burrow is just playing really well. You know, ha he's having a really good season. And Pittsburgh's just been having trouble the past couple of games putting teams away. Crappy teams at that. Like I said, uh, Philly and, and Dallas, they had a hard time putting us away. So I will not be surprised if the Bengals actually pull the upset and give the Steelers their first loss of the season. So I think that's going to be it for this week. Make sure you head over to staytunesports.net. Like, share, all our social media accounts. Make sure you click the merch tab there and go up and um, see all the new stuff that we're, we're adding. And I'm going to try to add something every week, something new every week, which a t-shirt or hoodie or what, whatever it's going to be. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.